What's up, y'all? This is Chris Kane here again with another unofficial therapy podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Always happy to have you here. It's like y'all in my living room right now doing this with me. This has been a very exciting week for me. I normally don't get on and like talk about myself like this, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to do it. So if you guys were listeners back when this podcast first started, I talked about having to take a step back and then to go forward, right? It's a concept that I believe in, mostly because you've seen it over history, right? How many times have militaries lost a war or lost a battle by like kind of retreating and then coming back and winning the war, right? It's sometimes you can take a short-term L for the long-term win. And when I first started the podcast, I was kind of strung out out here in California, man, like trying to make it, building clientele, um, trying to pay the rent, you know, doing all the things you hear about people who struggle trying to make it in the industry, right? And I decided about seven months ago that the path that I was on was the wrong path, that it wasn't sustainable, and that at some point I was going to, you know, kind of be messed up. So I decided to kind of fall back, sold a car, moved out of my apartment, um, moved, in, moved in with a roommate, and it, and, just, and it really knocked me on my ass for a little bit. I mean, I can't front anyone who was around me knows how much anguish that caused and how like annoying it was and all that and the whole goal was I gotta kind of re-fortify my walls and get my artillery back up so I can go back and then win the war eventually and the first one was I had to get a new car which I got maybe like in October and the big thing was I had to move but I didn't want to just move into like a space. It's kind of, it's L.A., right? So everything's really expensive. I wanted to move into a space that I could feel good about, but it's also um, a step forward. Like, okay, this is a grown man progressive type move. And that is very costly out here, right? It's going to run you, you know, probably around three to four Gs to kind of do the whole move-in process. And when you're trying to save money and, you know, pay your regular bills and stuff it's hard to accumulate that much money for that one purpose and finally this week I'm moving to a nice little condo thing out here um, and it's not furnished so I don't like have furniture and stuff but the space is very adult you walk in the nice size living room like there's an AC that runs through the whole house not like a little wall unit which I've been accustomed to, or, you know, like a, a fan that you have to buy or a portable heater, that kind of thing, like as a centralized air, which it sounds like a, a menial thing for a lot of y'all, but that's a big deal. Um, and to have my own, like, room, my own space, a couple of bathrooms, like, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's a very adult thing. And when it gets fully furnished and all that, yeah, I may post pictures or something, I don't know, maybe I'll keep that a secret. But... When I first like signed the lease and got the key, um, I don't know, there was like a, a weight that kind of fell off. And it's been accumulating for months because once you start on that journey, it's, all right, when, when do I pull the trigger? You know, do I move on this one? Is this the right property? And that whole process of background checks and credit running and like four months of billing statements. So that it's a lot of stuff that can kind of derail you. And it's just having them say, here's your keys. Uh, this is your residence now. 
call us if you have any questions or concerns. That was like such a a heavy thing. Like I slept like a baby that night, and I don't sleep well. <laughs> it was just I know it was it was it was so much work to go into that. And then when you finally get there, there's like a a relief. It's it worked out the way it was supposed to. Now I don't know. The when I'll fully furnish this like I, I have a roommate who's not here yet Justin who may be on a podcast at some point but he has some furniture but we'll probably have to like get some newer stuff and we'll figure it all out but he's out here trying to follow his dreams too and I've known him for years he's a comic as well so even that dynamic is I have a roommate but a dude I know and a dude I you know trust on like that kind of level I know he's, his goals are aligned with mine and his head's in the right place and all that stuff and it's just I haven't told that many people just like my best friends and the listeners because you guys are like family but that was the, that's the, that was the biggest part of my week I, I did all the moving myself I didn't even hire a crew or anything it was you know let's just make it happen so that was a big moment and now going forward for the rest of the year you know, I can accomplish the rest of my goals that are mostly like financial ones. I want to pay off credit cards. I want to save some money. I want to invest in a better car um, whenever my car breaks down, which I know is going to. It's, it's, been, it's been a champion so far. This little Camry, I'm doing a Camry commercial now. This little Toyota Camry, let me tell you something. This is good for the whole family. Four doors, you know, good size trunk, fuel efficient. <laughs> but it's, an, it's a tremendous car. It hasn't done anything to make me think it's going to break down. But it's an older car, and I know all you do is hit one pothole, and that car is gone. And then if you don't have any, like, nest eggs saved up, you asked out again. And so you, you don't want to be in that situation. So the idea of saving to save, you know, the idea of planning for vacations is a big deal. The idea of paying credit cards off and having the creditors start calling, like, to stop calling you on some <laughs> machine automated, this message is for, nope, not for me, bleep, hang up. Right, just to get past all that shit is that's what the rest of the year is really shaping up to look like. But I wanted to start off by just letting y'all know if you were curious, that yeah, that moves are being made, even though I don't post a lot of stuff I do because I don't like people in my life <laughs> to that degree sometimes. But things are happening on this end. And thank y'all who've supported me and encouraged me along the way because that's sometimes more valuable than you realize. And it's sometimes like it falls on deaf ears sometimes, but you maybe like later appreciate the fact that people were still there for you. So that's that's a big deal. What I actually want to talk about this week, though, is I believe in this gonna sound like some hippie stuff. I believe in signs to this end. I think sometimes something keeps reoccurring in your life for a reason because it's important, right? So. Like, let's say you're struggling with patience, which is something that I've struggled with numerous times in my life. And then, like, you talk to, like, an older person who's, like, 60, and they tell you, you know, just, you know, steady as you go. And they say something about patience. And then you see, like, a TV show that you like, and the, the moral of the story is patience. You see it a few times, and it's like, this is not a coincidence that I've seen patience be re- reiterated so many times this week, or it just seemed to be blessed on people's hearts. This week... I have been sent or talked about motivation five different times. Five. 
and we all talk about motivation. It's, we're all motivated to do stuff. I'm, I tell my clients, motivate yourself to accomplish your goals and, you know, push forward. New Year's resolutions are all about motivation. But it just seemed like this week it was really, like, heavy on people's hearts to motivate. And it wasn't like I needed to be motivated. Like, Chris, you, you're slacking off. Get motivated. It was just I think you would enjoy this motivational speech. Yo, did you see that one quote by so-and-so? That shit was real motivational. Damn, man, you motivate me. I just I kept seeing it. And so it seemed like it needed to be spoken about. The motivation that I typically do with like clients is different than, I guess, the motivation for life. But maybe there are some crossovers. And I think the most important level of motivation is you got to be motivated by the process and not necessarily by the outcome. Like that's what that's what motivates me, and that's why I think that's what the most sustainable form of, of motivation is. If you're motivated to keep doing things the right way, then typically things work out the right way, right? And I think we get so caught up in I want this to work out, it didn't work out, and then you lose faith and you lose motivation. It kind of deflates you a little bit because you wanted it to work out. We all did. Right, you put a certain amount of work in, it didn't go the way you wanted to, and it's like, damn, man, and it kind of just, and it's like, hey, you did you do the things you wanted the way you wanted to do it? Yeah, were you on top of your your p's and q's and crossing t's and dotting i's? Yeah, okay, so it just didn't work out. Don't lose faith. Don't be demoralized. Keep going, because more often than not, it's going to work out the way it's supposed to, and the one that didn't work out wasn't meant for you anyway, right? I know there's a lot of people who listen who aren't like religious, but there's a thing in Christianity that says, like you don't you don't miss any blessings that were intended for you. Or at least uh, that's what we believe. So I had a conversation with a client earlier, two days ago actually, and she was saying that she's an attorney, and she was offered a contract to do like a national contract, and. Because she had a lot on her plate at the moment, she was kind of like, I-, I can't take a national contract on right now. That's just too much. I'm already dealing with two or three other cases, and I don't want it. And then, like, maybe a week later, she would look back and said, they were pretty much just offering me money. Like, I could have managed it. I have people under me I could have passed some stuff off to. Why did I pass up the opportunity to take on this national gig? And then she doubled back and said, hey, I'm ready for it now. And they were like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, that the offer's rescinded. And, and so recently, like, that person, that client came back up, and I guess the opportunity to be a national client arose again. And now she's, like, at the front of the line, like, begging for the client. Like, hey, if they're ready to go national, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready for it. And it's like, we offered that to you, like, six months ago, and you just, like, blew us off. You turned it down without even, like, sleeping on it. You just said no. And her motivation is super high now because she's like, man, I can do this. I should have done it then. I don't want to miss the opportunity. But, you know, it doesn't have to be something that big. It doesn't have to be like a multi-million dollar like kind of contract for you to be motivated. But it was funny because that was one of the things that I, I talked about this week about the motivation thing where it's like, she's like, I want this so bad now. And I was like, well, they wanted you to want it then. They were motivated, but you weren't then and now you are. And so it's, I don't know, it's, if you focus on the process, I really think more often than not, you'll get to where you want to get to. Now, sometimes if you have so many failures in a row, you may need to reevaluate the process, though. I think that's something that's hard for the ego to swallow. 
if you think I've been doing things the right way this whole time, but you have like almost nothing to show for it. But we all have failures and we all you know miss the mark sometimes. But you gotta you gotta get some 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 wins. You can't be you can't be going one and fifteen talking about yeah we're okay. Just hanging in there, we're doing it the right way. It's like nah, dude, y'all don't know y'all don't got basics. You shouldn't be losing every game. Come on now. Um, and so if your so your process might be off, and that's something to consider if you have enough losses, I guess. But generally, if you think I'm doing it the right way, something I can stand on, something I believe in, then you know it's going to work out for you in the end. This next motivational tip is something that I have been accused of, rightfully so, struggle with often, and that's getting out of your thinky zone and start doing things, right? So I'm a thinker, maybe to my own detriment, right? Super analytical, like I'm just... I want to see every angle, every shake, every like scenario. I'll play everything out a billion times. And I tend to do that you know, ad nauseum. And then at a certain point, you have to do something. You have to make a move. And I'm almost demotivated by the idea that I'll make the wrong move sometimes. And so I don't make a move. And I'll mask that by saying, well, I'm just trying to see all the angles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll make a move. I'm just trying to figure it all out first you know that's <laughs> I, mean, I think that's my favorite phrase i'm trying to figure it all out as if you can account for all the variables there's always confounding variables you can't really account for but in my brain if i can see all the variables i know the equations and i can solve it like it's mathematical but it's a it's a thing that i do often where it's sometimes you gotta just go and just do it you've thought about it you know don't just throw your money at stuff but things you're passionate about, this podcast is a result of getting out of the, the thinking zone and just doing something. I thought about this for two years before I ever did a podcast. And literally, someone I talked to once about it was like, dude, you know what to do. You know the platforms. You have a microphone. You have a laptop. What's stopping you? And I was like, what? People? Just do it. And then you just do it. And then once you start doing it, the doing it becomes motivational, right? It's like, now I want to keep doing it. That's what stand-up was. I wanted to do stand-up for a long time. I wanted to do stand-up for a couple months before I actually did stand-up. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, just do it, man. Once you get out there, you got it. I tell that to people all the time. Like, whatever's, whatever you want to do, sometimes you just got to start doing it. In low levels. I, I met a, I have a coworker who's, I think, trying to start a company dealing with like clothing and that kind of thing. I don't know anything about clothes. I shop at Ross. Shout out to Ross. <laughs> I'm going to get that endorsement. You'll see. Um, I don't know anything about clothes, but she does, obviously. And I was like, well, what are you doing for that? Like, oh, well, you know, just kind of in the thinking stage of it, you know, yada, yada. And I was like, well, have you reached out to people? Well, no, no, no. I'm just thinking out. How long have you been doing this for? Oh, about, you know, a year. And I was like, well, maybe you should start making a couple phone calls. Wow, man, what if they don't, I don't know. And she was just really just hesitant about it. And ultimately, we talked through it, and she said, I'm afraid of failing, which is my number one fear. I'm afraid that I won't be enough, and I'll fail and not reach my potential. And I, she had the exact same fear. So I can speak from a point of, you know, I I'm just drew a blank on the word. I knew exactly where she was coming from, right? I can relate to her. And I said, listen, you just... You say you make a phone call and it doesn't work out, then you just call their competitors and you kind of keep going. 
And this week she called somebody and it didn't go through. But one of the people, like she called like a corporate whatever, and it didn't go through. Like they were like, oh, we want a more established company. You're just starting up. No. But one of the people who worked for the company happened to come to one of her jobs and it just worked out that, oh, who do you work for? And she's like, I work for this company. She's like, oh, I just called your corporate bosses about so-and-so. And and it just, it, I don't know, it seemed like a kind of faded kind of thing. And she was like, well, listen, um, if you have any insight or if you can kind of get me a meeting with people, yada, 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 and we'll see. I mean, she may not get the contract still, but it just the fact that she made the phone call may have opened up a gateway because even if you don't get this deal, you kind of get used to being in front of the people who do the deals. And that's motivational because like, I didn't get this. Maybe my selling point wasn't good. My PowerPoint wasn't on point. Next time, it will be. And I'm better now. And I'll keep going forward with that. And so I wish her the best. I'm really, I was excited to hear that she made that first phone call because the week before, it was like, oh, I'm not ready. That's three months out to make a first phone call. And it was just like, let's just see what we got. So you got to get out get the, the, the thinking zone is, is dangerous, man, because you can kind of, you can think yourself into this, into this space where you feel like maybe the thing you really want is not even what you want. You can, you can get that, that far gone. Like, why do I even want this? Is it my goal? Is it my family? Is it societal? You can kind of get into this whole existential thing and don't even, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Just, <laughs> just start doing stuff if that's what you really want to do, right? The next topic is you can't lose perspective. That's, I think that's maybe, that may be the number one thing. I said earlier, <laughs> it wasn't the number one thing. I said number one thing was process driven. But really, I think the perspective, they go hand in hand. Because if you look at a loss as, as a failure, then each one hurts the most. I always equate things to dating and being a girl in the bar because people tend to relate to that. So I'll do a dating analogy. If every time I asked a girl out and she said no, it like really, really affected me, I would never date again <laughs> in life. I've been rejected. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you a number of times, and I'm only embarrassed because I lost count. And I'm just saying from like ninth grade until now, the number of times I took a shot like that one episode of Fresh Prince of Bel Air where Carlton was trying to play basketball and Will was a G, and Carlton was like, "I'm, I'm gonna be the man." He took that last shot, he threw the ball, and it like went in slow motion and hit the side of the backboard, or the side of the wall. It didn't even hit the backboard. It was like the worst shot ever. Like that, that was my dating life, overwhelmingly, from then to now, and I have no idea how many times I tried and failed. But if it hit me that many times, that man. These girls don't like me. I must be ugly, motherfucker, or I must got no game, or I must be the wackest dude of all time. At a certain point, like you really start believing that negativity. How could you not? Because you're dwelling on that negativity. And it took like maybe five years of L's to just be like, listen, man. Some of these girls you probably shouldn't date anyway. Some of them don't want to date. They might belong to the game. And they just kind of want to mess around. Are you talking about? I want to take you to a nice romantic dinner, and I want to be your boyfriend she's like i belong to the game i'm trying to just get trying to get down right now you don't know like maybe the bait i was using was the wrong bait but it's at a certain point you get perspective and it's listen to this day it still hurts to be turned down let's not let's not delude anybody it hurts you say hey you really cute you want to get coffee 
uh, no. I was like, <laughs> it still hurts. It still hurts a little bit, but it doesn't hurt nearly as much because, you know, listen, I'm in L.A. I mean, if you're in a city that's not saturated with women, maybe it's worse for you, but it's millions out here. And it's like, all right, well, that didn't work out, but it might for the next one. She wasn't the right one for me. You got to keep perspective, especially in things that involve, like, money too, right? Like, that's where a lot of motivational things come from. If you're a salesman, and let's say you've had, like, kind of a dry spell, and you haven't sold anything for, like, a week, 10 days, two weeks, whatever. But it's like, all right, man, I've been failing at my sales. It's like, yeah, you've been failing at your sales, but, you know, for the year, you're still up to date. You're just having a rough patch right now. And you got to remember that you're up to date for the year because you can start believing that recency bias that this last two weeks is what I am now. I must be a bad salesman or customers don't buy. And so now I'm at the change career. You can really kind of get down and just kind of get in the, in the, the sunken place, right? You can, you can be in one of those places and it's just like you haven't been a failure your whole life. I mean, if you were a really bad salesman for a long time, you're probably not going to be a salesman for that long. They tend to get rid of people who don't sell. And that's in that kind of business, right? And it's just a matter of you have to see it for what it is. Sometimes it's, everything has peaks and valleys, right? Like we know, we know a lot of like, I think tonight's the Oscars. Maybe it's next week. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't pay attention. I think it's tonight. And we all know actors who are nominated that they had bomb movies. Like, yo, man, that movie was dope. Great movie, great movie. And then they'll have like two or three bad movies in a row. Like, and you can, you can do that. And... If you get bogged down by the fact that, you know, you bombed for a couple movies. Listen, M. Night Shyamalan had like a decade run of awful movies. You can look them up. They weren't good. He started with Signs and Sixth Sense. He was crushing the game. They're like, man, he's going to be the next great director. He went through a decade of just garbage. But, yeah, he just kept going. He just refused to stop making bad movies. (laughs) And eventually he he did um, a movie with John McAvoy. I, I just split, I think it was called. And it got money, and it got acclaimed well. And it was like, oh, M. Night's back. And it's like, yeah, he's been gone for a decade. He's been taking some L's, man. A lot of people putting their money in M. Night, and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make your money back. I'm sorry. I, that's not what I do. But it worked out because he, kept, he just kind of stayed true to what he was doing. The perspective is, dude, I've made classic movies before. I know I can do it. Maybe these scripts haven't been good. Maybe my directions have been awful. You, you just got to keep riding sometimes. And... If you keep perspective that I've, I've done well before, I'll do well again, I'm just not doing well right now, then it's a lot easier to stay motivated. In fact, the motivation is I want to get back to what I was doing before. I want to get back to when I was good at whatever task I'm doing, at whatever job I'm doing, at whatever relationship I was in. I want to get back to being a good boyfriend, a good girlfriend, a good salesman, or a good director. That's motivation. It's Dwelling on where you are is demotivating. So you can't ever lose perspective, man. And it's probably the hardest thing because when you're, when you're in a bad place, and I had the same situation myself. I've had it many times. I'm saying like it was a singular occurrence. I've had a lot of bad situations where I'm like struggling in a lot of ways. Like maybe I'm struggling physically. Or I have injuries, right? I've been injured a lot playing, playing football and stuff. And it's just... The motivation is to get back on the field. But at a certain point, when you say you come back from an ankle injury, which I did like three times, my ankles were paper thin. And I come back and then I get hurt in the first game I get back. And it's, and it's just and so frustrating to a level. It's like, maybe I should just stop playing. I did all this rehab. 
did all this stuff. I'm strapped up and I got hurt again. And it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. But then the, the idea to get back on the field and be the guy you want to be is also there. And it's just like when you're in a situation, man, like you, you start having these, these, these moments and these thoughts and you can just kind of you can make something snowball. It could just be I didn't rehab it properly the first time, right? That's the truth of the matter. I try to come back sooner than I should have. Um, I expedited my rehab, so I came back, and I was, like, at 75%, and that's why I tweaked again. If I waited another week or two, I would have been closer to 90%. Maybe I never got hurt again. But it's easy to take yourself to those dark places and just assume that this is the reality now. This is what I am. And you know, don't let your situations distort your goals and distort what you know to be true right like it's that's I think that's if I can leave you guys with a quote I think that's what it is don't let the situation you're in distort your goals or what you know to be true and I think if you can keep that in mind and just appreciate a bad moment for what it is then you're more likely to stay motivated and then accomplish your goals and on some small level you can thank the unofficial therapy podcast <laughs> for keeping you going. Say, I was, in, I was in a bad place, but thanks to Chris and the millions, the millions of listeners, I got through it. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up, guys. Um, I'm going to be on a cruise next week because that's the life I'm living right now. And it's a bachelor cruise with the homies. Um, so I don't know if I'll have a chance to even do a podcast. I'm going to try to make it work. We'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out because I want to leave you all with something. But if I don't have a chance to do a podcast, I'll see you guys in a week, hopefully with some good cruise stories because it's always random and it's always debauchery on a cruise. So usually that makes for a good talking point. Aside from that, guys, keep supporting us on social media, uh, Twitter, IG, Sexy Comedy, Facebook, Chris Kane. Um, Tell your friends, subscribe on the iTunes channel, app thing, the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. I will see you guys probably in a week. So take care of yourselves. Deuces.